Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planetan, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development so we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor. Today is chapter 38 on autism, week seven on Psych 100 at Queen's University, or whichever university you go to. This is an open courseware. So there's quite a few universities that use this particular program, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. Autism, insights from the study of the social brain. Autistic people often struggle with initiating, maintaining, and understanding social interactions. Social neuroscience is the study of the parts of the brain that support social interactions or the social brain. This module provides an overview of ASD and focuses on understanding how social brain dysfunction leads to ASD. Our increasing understanding of the social brain and its differences in ASD will allow us to better identify the genes that cause ASD and will help us to create and pick out treatments to better match individuals. Because social brain systems emerge in infancy, social neuroscience can help us to figure out how to diagnose ASD even before the symptoms of ASD are clearly present. This is a hopeful time because social brain systems remain malleable well into adulthood and thus open to creative new interventions that are informed by state-of-the-art science. The learning objectives for this chapter to keep in the back of your mind as you are reading along or listening is to know the basic symptoms of ASD. They're referencing autism, of course. Distinguish components of the social brain and understand their differences in ASD. Appreciate how social neuroscience may facilitate the diagnosis and treatment of ASD. Defining autism spectrum conditions. Autism spectrum disorder is a developmental condition that usually emerges in the first three years and persists throughout the individual's life. Though the key symptoms of ASD fall into three general categories, each person with ASD exhibits symptoms in these domains in different ways and to varying degrees. The phenotypic heterogeneity reflects the high degree of variability in the genes underlying ASD. Though we have identified genetic differences associated with individual cases of ASD, each accounts for only a small number of the actual cases, suggesting that no single genetic cause will apply in the majority of people with ASD. There is currently no biological test for ASD. ASD is defined by the presence of difficulties in social interactions and communication, combined with the presence of repetitive or restricted interests, cognitions, and behaviors. The diagnostic process involves a combination of parental report and clinical observation. Children with significant impairments across the social communication domain who also exhibit repetitive behaviors can qualify for the ASD diagnosis. There is a wide variability in the precise symptom profile an individual may exhibit. Since Kanner first described ASD in 1943, important commonalities in symptom presentation have been used to compile criteria for the diagnosis of ASD. These diagnostic criteria have evolved during the past 70 years and continue to evolve. Yet impaired social functioning remains a required symptom for an ASD diagnosis. Deficits in social functioning are present in varying degrees for simple behaviors such as eye contact and complex behaviors like navigating 
the give and take of a group conversation for individuals of all functioning levels. Moreover, difficulties with social information processing occur in both visual and auditory sensory modalities. Consider the results of an eye-tracking study in which Pelfrey and colleagues in 2002 observed that autistic individuals did not make use of the eyes when judging facial expressions of emotion. While repetitive behaviors or language difficulties are seen in other disorders, the basic social difficulties of this nature are unique to ASD. Onset of the social deficits appears to precede difficulties in other domains and may emerge as early as six months of age. Defining the social brain. Within the past few decades, research has elucidated specific brain circuits that support perceptions of humans and other species. This social perception refers to the initial stages in the processing of information that culminates in the accurate analysis of the dispositions and intentions of other individuals. Basic social perception is a critical building block for more sophisticated social behaviors, such as thinking about the motives and emotions of others. Brothers first suggested in 1990 the notion of a social brain, a set of interconnected neural anatomical structures that process social information, enabling the recognition of other individuals and the evaluation of their mental states. The social brain is hypothesized to consist of the amygdala, the orbital frontal cortex, the fusiform gyrus, and the posterior superior temporal sulcus region, among other structures. Though all areas work in coordination to support social processing, each appears to serve a distinct role. The amygdala helps us recognize the emotional states of others and also to experience and regulate our own emotions. The OFC supports the reward feeling we have when we are around other people. The FG, located at the bottom of the surface of the temporal lobes, detects faces and supports face recognition. The posterior STS region recognizes the biological motion, including eye, hand, and other movements, and helps to interpret and predict the actions and intentions of others. Current understanding of social perception in ASD. The social brain is of great research interest because the social difficulties characteristic of ASD are thought to relate closely to the functioning of this brain network. Functional magnetic resonance imaging, fMRI, and event-related potentials are complementary brain imaging methods used to study activity in the brain across the lifespan. Each method measures a distinct facet of brain activity and contributes unique information to our understanding of brain function. fMRI uses powerful magnets to measure the level of oxygen within the brain, which vary according to changes in neural activity. As the neurons in specific brain regions work harder, they require more oxygen. fMRI detects the brain regions that exhibit a relative increase in blood flow and oxygen level while people listen to or view social stimuli in the MRI scanner. The areas of the brain most crucial for different social processes are thus identified, with spatial information being accurate to the millimeter. 
In contrast, ERP provides direct measurement of the firing of groups of neurons in the cortex. Non-invasive sensors on the scalp record the small electrical currents created by this neural activity while the subject views stimuli or listens to specific kinds of information. While fMRI provides information about where brain activity occurs, ERP specifies when by detailing the timing of processing at the millisecond pace at which it unfolds. ERP and fMRI are complementary with fMRI providing excellent spatial resolution and ERP offering outstanding temporal resolution. Together, this information is critical to understanding the nature of social perception in ASD. To date, the most thoroughly investigated areas of the social brain in ASD are the superior temporal sulcus, which underlies the perception and interpretation of biological motion, and the fusiforme gyrus, which supports face perception. Heightened sensitivity to biological motion for humans, motion such as walking, serves an essential role in the development of humans and other highly social species. Emerging in the first days of life, the ability to detect biological motion helps to orient vulnerable young to critical sources of sustenance, support, and learning, and develops independent of individual experience with biological motion. This inborn life detector serves as a foundation for the subsequent development of more complex social behaviors. From very early in life, children with ASD display reduced sensitivity to biological motion. Individuals with ASD have reduced activity in the STS during biological motion perception. Similarly, people at increased genetic risk for ASD but who do not develop symptoms of the disorder, i.e. unaffected siblings of individuals with ASD, show increased activity in this region which is hypothesized to be a compensatory mechanism to offset a genetic vulnerability. In neurotypical development, preferential attention to faces and the ability to recognize individual faces emerge in the first few days of life. A special way in which the brain responds to faces usually emerges by three months of age and continues throughout the lifespan. Autistic children also show reduced activity in the FG when viewing faces. Slowed processing of faces is a characteristic of autistic people that is shared by parents of children with ASD. And infants at increased risk for developing ASD because of having siblings with ASD. Behavioral and attentional differences in face perception and recognition are evident in autistic children and adults as well. Exploring diversity in ASD. Because of the limited quality of the behavioral methods used to diagnose ASD and current clinical diagnostic practice, which permits similar diagnosis despite distinct symptom profiles, it is possible that the group of children currently referred to as having ASD may actually represent different symptoms with distinct causes. Examination of the social brain may well reveal diagnostically meaningful subgroups of autistic children. Measurements of the where and when of brain activity during social processing tasks provide reliable sources of the detailed information needed to profile autistic children with greater accuracy. 
These profiles in turn may help to inform treatment of ASD by helping us to match specific treatments to specific profiles. The integration of imaging methods is critical for this endeavor. Using face perception as an example, the combination of fMRI and ERP could identify who of those autistic individuals shows anomalies in the FG and then determine the stage of information processing at which these impairments occur. Because different processing stages often reflect discrete cognitive processes, this level of understanding could encourage treatments that address specific processing differences at the neural level. For example, differences observed in the early processing stages might reflect problems with low-level visual perception, while later differences would indicate problems with higher-order processes, such as emotion recognition. These same principles can be applied to the broader network of social brain regions and combined with measures of behavioral functioning could offer a comprehensive profile of brain behavior performance for a given individual. A fundamental goal for this kind of subgroup approach is to improve the ability to tailor treatments to the individual. Another objective is to improve the power of other scientific tools. Most studies of autistic individuals compare groups of individuals, for example, autistic individuals compared to neurotypically developing peers. However, studies have also attempted to compare children by behavioral or cognitive characteristics, for example, cognitively able versus developmentally delayed or anxious versus non-anxious. Yet the power of a scientific study to detect these kinds of significant meaningful individual differences is only as strong as the accuracy of the factor used to define compared groups. They have a nice visual here on um, different areas that were activated with between an autism group, a control group, and an overlap with both groups. It's, it's always nice to see the parts of the brain that are activated. We have to pop over to the YouTube channel to see that. <laughs> Moving on. The identification of distinct subgroups within the autism spectrum according to information about the brain would allow for more accurate and detailed exposition of the individual differences seen in autistic people. This is especially critical for the success of investigations into the genetic basis of ASD. As mentioned before, the genes discovered thus far account for only a small portion of ASD cases. If meaningful quantitative distinctions in autistic individuals identified, a more focused examination into the genetic causes specific to each subgroup could then be pursued. Moreover, distinct findings from neuroimaging or biomarkers can help guide genetic research. Endophenotypes or characteristics that are not immediately available to observation, but that reflect an underlying genetic liability for disease, expose the most basic components of a complex psychiatric disorder and are more stable across the lifespan than observable behavior. By describing the key characteristics of ASD in these objective ways, neuroimaging research will facilitate identification of genetic contributions to ASD. Atypical brain development before the emergence of atypical behavior. Because autism is a developmental condition, it is particularly important to diagnose and treat ASD early in life. Early deficits in attention to biological motion, for instance, derail subsequent experiences 
in attending to higher level social information, thereby driving development toward more severe difficulties and stimulating struggles in additional domains of functioning, such as language development. The lack of reliable predictors of the condition during the first year of life has been a major impediment to the effective treatment of ASD. Without early predictors and in the absence of a firm diagnosis until behavioral symptoms emerge, treatment is often delayed for two or more years, eclipsing a crucial period in which intervention may be particularly successful in ameliorating some of the social and communicative impairments seen in ASD. In response to the great need for sensitive, able to identify subtle cases, and specific, able to distinguish autism from other disorders, Early indicators of ASD, such as biomarkers, many research groups from around the world have been studying patterns of infant development using prospective longitudinal studies of infant siblings of autistic children and a comparison group of infant siblings without familiar risks. Such designs gather longitudinal information about developmental trajectories across the first three years of life for both groups, followed by clinical diagnosis at approximately. 36 months. These studies are problematic in that many of the social features of autism do not emerge in typical development until after 12 months of age, and it is not certain that these symptoms will manifest during the limited periods of observation involved in clinical evaluations or in pediatricians' offices. Moreover, across development, but especially during infancy, behavior is widely variable and often unreliable, and at present, Behavioral observation is the only means to detect symptoms of ASD and to confirm a diagnosis. This is quite problematic because even highly sophisticated behavioral methods such as eye tracking do not necessarily reveal reliable differences in autistic infants. However, measuring the brain activity associated with social perception can detect differences that do not appear in behavior until much later. Identification of biomarkers utilize the imaging methods we have described offers promise for earlier detection of atypical social development. ERB measures of brain response predict subsequent development of autism in infants as young as six months old who showed neurotypical patterns of visual fixation. This suggests the great promise of brain imaging for earlier recognition of ASD. Hope for improved outcomes. The brain imaging research described above offers hope for the future of ASD treatment. Many of the functions of the social brain demonstrate significant plasticity, meaning that their functioning can be affected by experience over time. In contrast to theories that suggest difficulty processing complex information or communicating across large expanses of cortex, this malleability of the social brain is a positive prognosticator for the development of treatment. The brains of autistic people are not wired to process optimally social information, but this does not mean that these symptoms are irretrievably broken. Given the observed plasticity of the social brain, remediation of these difficulties may be possible with appropriate and timely intervention. It should be noted that many autistic individuals have expressed the concern that treatment for autism is trying to erase autistic children's unique personalities and strengths. Some individuals in the neurodiversity movement advocate for the idea that autistic people do not need treatment, 
Rather, it is the world that needs to change to accommodate autistic people. While every effort should be made to accommodate autistic people and eliminate stigma about autism, treatment at a young age is still important for autistic children to gain skills such as language and some social understanding that will help them reach their fullest potential. Well, that was fascinating. I really enjoyed that. And I learned something new about autism today. And I hope you did too. Well, if you like the show, share it with somebody you know. And hey, maybe give us a thumbs up or put something in the comments. How are you learning how to learn in this course? Or just in general, help the world be a better place and live a more inspired life.